What is up, you wonderful, beautiful, fantastic people of the world? This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it is the first episode of the new year, January 3rd, 2024. It is here, you guys. Oh my God. Time has just gone by so fast. Um, Today, I just want to share with you guys or ask you a question, I should say. Who is your guardian, law or Christ? And, uh, you know, that's coming from some stuff I was thinking about. Um, I'm actually in the process of writing another book right now, you guys. And uh, I'm diving into my own life, uh, things I used to believe as a Christian, young Christian. And uh, I was unpacking Galatians 3. And I want to share that with you guys a little bit today. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that you're with us, that you sent your spirit into our hearts to dwell with us, that you give us insight and understanding, that you have truly come to be our guardian. And I pray, Lord, that you would reveal to us today if there's any mindsets that we have that are keeping us under the law, keeping us in bondage, keeping us away from you, keeping us away from what you've come to do in our life. You say that you want to know us. And uh, I pray, Lord, that we would open ourselves up to you more, be vulnerable with our lives with you. And let your love, your truth, your grace change us. Because that's the only way we're ever going to be changed. And so I just thank you, Lord, for being with us. Please direct this conversation. And I just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So really quick, you guys. As I was saying, I'm working on another book right now. And uh, I was, you know, I'm just unpacking some of the beliefs that I used to have. And I was thinking about the whole idea of having a guardian. And that is brought up in Galatians 3. And I'll just read the scripture to you guys. It says, uh, this is Galatians 3.23. It says, but before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith, which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. And I was like, You guys, for so long in my life, I did not know even what that meant. Have you guys ever read scripture and it just like skirts over your mind? You're like, oh, okay. Like, okay, I'm not under, I'm not under law. I'm under faith. And you think you're under faith. But let me tell you an indicator that you're not under faith. When you are literally burdened still in your relationship with God and you're more focused on doing the right thing and looking right you're under the law. I did that for half my Christian life. And uh, I want to share uh, this. So that was in uh, the New King James Version. But in the New Living Translation, um, it says, let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. And uh, I just wrote out you guys I'll share this with you it says the law had always been my companion my relationship with Christ but faith really didn't do much for me I know this sounds horrible but to me having faith meant believing God and I believe God's law through his word so that is what my faith amounted to believing God's law was how I demonstrated faith in Christ looking back on this seems really elementary but this is exactly how I used to think my mind was centered around believing the law And I did. 
I believed God's law, but was not experiencing Christ as my guardian. The law was my guardian. I had no idea how to make Christ that. How in the world would I be justified by faith when my whole life in Christ had been justified by the law and how well I followed it? Can anybody out there relate to me in this way? And this is one of those subjects that it's like, if you when you talk about it, it's almost like people's defenses come up. We are so worried about saying the right thing. When the truth is we need to just say what we're thinking and what we mean so we can literally start being transformed by the truth. If we constantly put ideals on ourselves and how it should be, you're never going to get to what is and how to get out from underneath what is that's got you feeling burdened. Why are we so afraid to be honest in our relationship with Christ? He's the only one who knows everything about us. It says that we are now, um, you know, therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But for me, you guys, I had no idea how to make Christ my guardian. I had no idea how to separate the two because in my mind, following the law was keeping the faith. I didn't experience the freedom that comes from faith. And I I shared this with you guys years ago on the podcast, but I went through a really amazing life coaching course and he was talking about faith and what it means. And he was just saying that faith is an expectation. And if you think about it that way, life is about God transforming our expectations. Where are our expectations formed? They're from our life, from what we've been through, our experiences. And, and, and sometimes the way we approach God, it's like, we don't think he takes all of that in consideration in a way. Like we know ourselves We know the things that we um, do or think or say or ways we behave or the ways that we, you know, know, the way we are being. And we're aware at times when it's, you know, not how we want it to be. But you possessing that knowledge on your own isn't going to get you free from it. The only way you're truly ever going to get free is if you actually invite God into that space where you've created all these laws for yourself or you've, you know, you're trying to live the Christian life rightly and and believe God and follow his laws. Do you not think that God doesn't want you to do that too? Of course he does. But God also knows and understands the human experience. Some of you did not grow up in Christian homes. Some of you had Christian homes And your parents were extremely legalistic and probably still are to this day. You can't talk to them about real life things because they're so worried about you doing the wrong thing. So it's like constantly being bumper guarded instead of just having a real and raw conversation relating to each other. You know, especially if you're an adult. And if you were to talk to, you know, your parents or really anybody that you trust about walking out your relationship with the Lord. You know, and the other thing I was thinking about this morning is if you guys back up here to Galatians 3 at the top, it says, did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? 
Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you. Oh, that's pretty amazing. Let's just uh, not skip over that scripture. Did you know that God gives you the spirit and he performs miracles among us? How many of you are actually expecting God to do miracles in your life? I mean, that's what he said. Anyway, we could, we could unpack that another time. Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Hearing what God has done, hearing that he loves you, hearing he's come to forgive you, hearing of his goodness and his kindness and his mercy, through reading it in the accounts of other people's lives like David and Abraham. Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that the only therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. What is faith? Right? It's your expectation, which sometimes I know we can get confused because when we're in church, we're taught that our faith is what we believe, right? Believe in God. But where do beliefs come from? Right? They come from what you're expecting. They come from the experiences that you've had and the meanings that you've attached. Your experiences, the meanings you've attached become your expectation, which become your faith. They're all connected together. It's just that we're not taught this in the church, right? We're not taught like the practical side of of living and thinking. You know, everything's always like overly spiritualized to the point of no comprehension. It's not doing anything for you or anybody else. So Abraham, if you look at his life, God said something to him and he believed him, right? Now, did God, did Abraham always believe him perfectly? Uh, no. I mean, come on. First of all, it took like, what, 20 plus years for Abraham to wait for his son. But in the meantime, as they were waiting, right, getting impatient, Abraham or his wife's like, hey, why don't you go sleep with so-and-so? And he did. That doesn't mean he didn't believe God. That just means that he was like, well, we'll try this. He was still holding on to it. But did you know God still lets us make our own decisions in the process and face the consequences of that? But God doesn't take away what he promised to do in our life because that would go against who he is. You know, God knows everything about us. And, you know, the other account, um, when Abraham, uh, he had got, he had moved with his family, right? God had spoke to him and he moved and he was, I guess there was like a famine or something in Egypt and they were going to go through there. And he was like, Hey, you're really beautiful. You guys, if you read the Bible, you know what I'm talking about. But, uh, Abraham was afraid that, um, the Egyptian Pharaoh was going to take his wife. So he's like, I'll say that you're my sister. Well, number one, you're definitely setting yourself up for failure at that point, right? When we can look at that and we can think about that. But there was something going on with Abraham, a way that he was raised, where him being like that was normal for him, lying about things. Seriously. I mean, can we just be honest about some of the habits and the ways of being that we bring into our relationship with God that could appear to look like we're not believing God, but God still shows up in that person's life regardless you get, you get what I mean? If it was all about keeping the law, Abraham wouldn't have had a son. But that's not what it's about. Abraham believed God and it was counting him for righteousness. He knew, okay, God, you're going to do that. And God used Abraham's experiences over time, right? I'm sure to refine him. God will let us make decisions 
based upon our own understanding and he lets us do things because God wants us to become adults. He wants us to become mature. We're made in his image. We're supposed to rule and subdue. You can't do that if you're not confident in your decision making. And Abraham had to make decisions based upon the things he learned growing up. You guys, we don't know Abraham's history. Like I, like I was talking to my husband this morning. This is why you can't just follow people in the Bible. You can't do what they did because you don't know what influenced them. We don't understand the dynamics like Moses, right? You know, he was insecure about his speech. We don't know the things he heard or was raised around, right? Everyone has their own unique insecurities, right? And God takes all of that into consideration. He knows that. We don't use, we don't always know and understand how our own life has impacted us, but God has took that into consideration when he has, you know, revealed himself to us. When he came to the world and said, hey, I want to forgive you guys. Uh, I want to have a relationship with you. Let's do this transaction, right? What does that mean? Okay, are you going to accept what I've come to give you so I can work in your life and you can become the person that I created you to be and not the product of your own environment and where you came from and all the things you heard and learned growing up? The whole point of Christ coming is for you to become a brand new slate. And you can't do that always constantly being underneath the law. It says... Is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given, which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. But the scripture has confined all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Right? And let's let's move up before that. It says, what purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions. Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator does not mediate for one only, but... God is one. I have no idea what's talking about right there. I was asking the Lord this morning, like, Lord, what does that mean? But up here, I can understand this. What purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. So the law was the structure for us, right? It was, okay, this is what God expects. But as we believe God in Christ and we accept what he's come to give, you naturally become a product of what God desires and you don't have to sit there and micromanage yourself constantly whether, oh, okay, am I following the law or not? You're not going back and forth, black and white. Your, your mindset becomes, am I believing God or not? If I'm not believing God, Lord, help me to work through that so I can become fully convinced, right? And not let my own ways of being, how I grew up, sabotage my life anymore, right? Do you think it was, I mean, look at what, like with Abraham. But thank, thank, this is where God's grace really comes in. Abraham probably did not realize the consequences of him lying and saying, hey, she's, she's my sister and not my wife. He didn't really realize how much that was screwing with his life until I'm sure after Pharaoh basically had mercy on him, sent him on his way. God had, uh, gave him a dream or something. God had done something with Pharaoh. He was like, dude, why'd you do this? That was God's mercy on Abraham. And that was God's mercy on Pharaoh as well. He's like, oh, wait a minute. He's not trying to sleep with another man's wife. Sent him on his way. Praise the Lord for that. I'm sure Abraham learned from that like, you know what? I don't got to do that anymore to survive. Do you guys know that you've got certain ways of being that that you learned that kept you in survival mode? And, and God keeps, he knows those things about you. And that's why he lets you make decisions so you can experience the consequences of it. But then God gives you free and out from underneath of it because you realize, wow, you know what? Doing that is not beneficial in relationship to what God's trying to do in my life. But we have to go through it. There's no other way. 
You will always feel safe in your strongholds until God shows you that they're not safe. And he does that through allowing us to make decisions and facing the consequences of them like Abraham. Oh, crap. Okay. You know, Pharaoh got pretty upset about that, right? Like how humiliating when a grown man confronts you, like, why'd you lie? <laughs> you know what I mean? Think about it as an adult and you're lying to somebody, then you get caught. It's like, oh, snap. Okay. I'm an adult. Why am I doing this? Okay, cool. Now you can move on. That's what God does with us. So the whole point, you guys, is are you under the law? Who's your guardian? And, and I want to share something with you really quick from my book, you guys. This is uh, day 77. This I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to just read a couple things. So this is page 233. It says, God is your guardian. Here's the definition of guardian, paraphrased from the Oxford Dictionary. A person who looks after and is legally responsible for someone who is unable to manage their own affairs, especially an incompetent or disabled person or a child whose parents have died. In the book of Galatians, this whole idea of guardian is brought up, and it's in the context of the law. Before faith in Christ came, the law was our guardian. He was responsible for managing our life affairs. Now we know that every life has a context and laws can only go so far. We needed something that would penetrate the heart barriers, and faith does just that. When we were walking in faith, we were walking in what we are convinced of. When we first became Christians, hopefully we became convinced of the forgiveness Christ gave us. This was only the beginning. The conviction of being forgiven should manifest your life to new heights. When you are forgiven, it gives you a new identity because God doesn't hold anything against you. He holds no resentments in his heart and his relationship with you, and that alone should free you up to find out who you really are without fear of doing wrong. You guys, I'm telling you, this is this book is so good. You guys should definitely get your hands on it. Um, if you want to get a signed copy, I'm going to put it in the description of the video. And if anybody wants to financially support this podcast, I'll put the link for that. You can sponsor a dollar all the way up to 10 bucks a month, you guys. It really does help me tremendously. My goal is to be able to put my daughters, if they want to go back to uh, like gymnastics or a dance class, and then for my, uh, my, so my two older daughters, and then my younger daughter wants to do gymnastics, and then I've got two other boys who want to do judo. So what is that, like five kids? You know, and so you guys, that's probably like, I think it's anywhere from 50 to, so two of the girls will be like a hundred and something bucks a month and the other ones are about 150. So we're looking at almost like 300 bucks a month I would have to make to help support that. I would love to be able to sell enough books to be able to do that for my children, you know? And so every time you guys sponsor what I'm doing financially, it helps me in that way. So if I'm giving you guys value through this podcast, through things I'm talking about, if it's helping you, if it's helping you move forward in your relationship with the Lord, if it's liberating you in any kind of way, um, you guys can give that value back to me, even if it's just a dollar all the way up to 10 bucks a month. So I can, you know, take care of some of the goals that I have in my life financially, you guys, and things I want to do for my kids. So anyway, no pressure though, right? I mean, seriously, I'm just grateful that uh, you guys are taking the time to listen. And my hope and prayer is that the stuff I talk about is literally changing your life. That is my number one motivation for this. And so, um, but anyway, you guys, I just want to bring that up today. Just ask the question, who's your guardian? Is it faith? Is it Christ? Is Christ your guardian or is the law, right? How do you make Christ your guardian, right? How do you do that? You have to put yourself underneath of him and, and humble yourself and realize that you can't do anything without him anyway. You know, you have to ask yourself, what is your measuring stick for yourself? Is it the law or is it your relationship with Christ? And they do go together, right? I mean, Jesus already said he didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. The only way for you to fulfill God's law in your life is to get yourself under Christ and let his love and grace and mercy and, and your relationship with him change you. That's God's responsibility. If, if You know, 
Our responsibility is to acknowledge things to God that we need things that are holding us back, strongholds, like take full responsibility for our thoughts, attitudes, uh, behaviors, ways of being. And then as we acknowledge that, it's God's responsibility on the other side of it because we don't always have all the resources and knowledge and understanding that we need to replace or produce something new in us that's better. So we have a responsibility and then God has a responsibility. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh will help you live out the things that you want to do. You know, be pleasing to God and follow his laws. Absolutely. Right. I mean, but let God make you into that by you just acknowledging what you need, where you're at. Um, and just being able to take some time to explore your life and the beliefs that you have and where they came from. And do you believe anything about God right now? That's got you in bondage. And you guys, I'm telling you, if you get my book, Nuggets of Truth, volume one, it's going to help you guys dig in all kinds of stuff in your life, but you got to do the work. I thought I was going to sneeze. Maybe not. Oh, okay. I think it's disappearing. But anyway, take the time to answer the questions every day. It's 93 day devotional. You guys can, uh, you know, there's three questions at the end of each day, but in the back in the appendix, I think it's uh, appendix B. There is bonus questions. Take time to answer those questions. That is what's going to give you the insight and the understanding that you need to get the freedom that you're seeking. And then to start producing the changes that you want. You won't change anything you don't understand. And Jesus already said you won't bear fruit if you don't understand. So understand, you know, what your issues are. Right? Be able to bring those to the Lord. You know, um, there's no shame or blame or condemnation. God's not holding those things against you. You're, you're just still living in the prison of those things. And the only way to get out of it is to just examine it and talk to the Lord about it. Know that he loves you. He's got your back. He wants you to fulfill the plans that he has. And he knows that some of those things that you hold on to are getting in the way of you doing that. And so it's crucial that you let Jesus Christ heal you. Okay. So anyway, you guys, I hope this makes sense today. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the week. Be sure to go to my page on Facebook, Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell, where I go live on Fridays. Food for Thought Friday, about 9 or 9.15 a.m. It just really depends, you guys. But you can uh, join me on there. And uh, always got something to share and talk about. So anyway, guys, I love you so much. Have an awesome rest of the week. And I will talk to you next time.